before I will uh, talk to you, I would like to thank you very much for being part of what's happening in Romania. I would like also to give special thanks to Brother Steve and Katie because they offered their house for us and they, we can stay over there. And we feel like home. Uh, thank you very much for each one of us who they make possible our trip over here. What God brought together is not good to separate. That we have family, we have kids, and now it's for the first time when they came along us over here, and they enjoy it. They look different to different food. What is this? Taste and see. Taste and see. Um, for uh, one year, God is doing. Since I didn't saw you, God is doing wonderful things in Bod Church. We. Uh, we pray a lot for those kids that we invest. And what we saw, a really blessing through Nehemiah team. And I saw, I forgot your name. Where is it? Jeff. Jeff. Jeff is one of the guys who opened the door for us that we could have young people coming through to Romania in mission and uh, to serve. And they came and they teach English classes, music, computers, ABC, all kind of stuff. But this year, we saw a miracle. We saw those kids that we pray for, they became teenagers. And now, they are the ones who they do ministry with the kids. God is doing wonderful things. Now I'm just the driver. And seeing them, how they grow, and how much they accumulate... From the Bible. God put on our heart and to open another door for them for mission. Because if they stay in the church, they think that this is the way how they should grow. But we say, let's pray for another place for them to serve. Nearby, there is a village just five minutes driving. With Nehemiah, we just start this year, this project. And for the first day when we started, we, we had... 300 kids. And those teenagers, they were around us, and we do Awana games, all kinds of stuff. We didn't have enough space to do with all of them. In this village, there are around 800 kids just at school. 800 kids. It's a wonderful place where we can serve. And I share with you that you can pray for us. I would like to pray and stay behind of this ministry. Uh, Garrison... Baptist Church, it's, if we can say like the mother church, let me tell you, we couldn't do it without you. You stay behind with your prayers, and also financial, that everything what we do there, we, could, we couldn't do it without you. We had been in the schools, we had been to and served the kids during the Christmas, and we had Christmas gifts for each one of them. We had for some of them, they never... In this village where we had been, maybe they never received a gift like that. And what God blesses us is because you stayed behind and helped us. Um, also, I would like to thank you for being part for the mission trip that we're going to be. After we go there in March, we'll be a team that will help us. And they will go to school. Uh, we have another director for two schools over there, and she's very open with us. And she asks us, when you come, please bring those guys over here. And we're going to go through school, 
And we try to be the light and solve for those kids. You know, somebody said, your life, it shout louder than your words. And I can't hear your words because of your life. Sometimes we try to speak. The people, they are, you know, they say, I heard enough about Jesus Christ. But when they see a change in life, that has more impact on them. Today, I would like to share with you a passage. If you like to open with me from Luke chapter 15, from verse 25. It's a passage with the elder son. We all hear sermons with the prodigal son, with the one who just go far away from home and they just spend the father's money and he became home. He repent after that. But now we're going to hear something about the elder son. If we look in Luke 15, we're going to see, let's say, one parable with the last things. Is divided in three. And we can see from the beginning in Luke 15, we can see a lost sheep, we can see a lost coin, and a lost son. One guy had a flock with 100 sheep. And he lost just one of it. One. And this shepherd shows us God's heart for each one of us. Because I was the lost sheep. And he cared for me, even if I was just by myself on, on this earth. Nobody else. Just brother Sorin on this earth. And nobody else. And if I didn't obey God, and I have seen, Jesus will come to digest for me. That's right. Amen. And I was that lost sheep. And this showed me the love of the Father that comes and finds me. And when he finds the lost sheep, what he's doing with her? He take it to his home and says, let's rejoice. It was lost, but now it's found. And let's enjoy it. And take the sheep back home with him. And let those 99 and say, now I want to rejoice and give special attention to this lost sheep. This is the way how God sees us. Maybe you don't see yourself important. Maybe you don't see yourself saying, nobody knows me. I just come. Nobody knows my problems. Nobody knows who I am. I would like to remind you in this morning, God knows. And he wants to offer you special attention right now and right here. Then we see a lady that she lost her coin. Where it was lost, the coin? In the house. I don't know what she did. Maybe she has to move the furniture or to find the coin. Because it was important for her. I lost my coin. And after a while, she found the coin. And after she found it, maybe she spent more to give party. Because everybody came and says, let's rejoice. Let's have a party because I found my coin. That is more important. I found it. And at this story, we see, and they call it the story of the prodigal son. And we are familiar with it. But today, with God's help, we're going to look to the elder son. And in this parable, there are four lost things. If we look, the coin was lost, but they found it. The sheep was lost, but they found it. The prodigal son, 
was lost, but now is found. And if we look to the older, he was lost in the father's house. He was so lost that all of those lost things, they came back, they found it, but that was so lost that he would stay far away from the father's house. He didn't want to come back. And this is what God spoke to my heart this year and searched my heart. It was a, a newspaper in the first page, a picture with a, a lady around 60 years old, and she was laying down with her ear on the chest in the hospital on the chest on a young guy. She was staying with the ear on that chest. And they write down what's happening, what it was happening. This lady had a son. He had a car accident. And then at the, when he, she go quickly to the doctor, she found out that he has a car accident. But the doctor says, only thing that keeps him, there are some machines. No chance for him. It's just the machine. And you have to decide what to do. And she pray about, she cry about. And during that week, she found out that another person had a car accident, had an accident. And he needed a heart, a new heart, to live. And now a nurse came to her and says, you know, you heard about that? Your son's heart could fit to this guy. And you can save a life. And the lady decided to give her son's heart to that guy. And after the operation... She came and she asked the doctor. She says, I have one desire. Would you let me to hear for the last time my son's heart beating on this guy's chest? And newspapers, everybody came and they caught that on the, on the image. Right now, God says, two or three, they are gathered on my name. I'm going to be there. And right now, he's staying and trying to search our heart. Is my heart beating for Jesus anymore? For what else is your heart beating in this year? There are so many things they come around us, and we like it. But God says, I am a jealous, and I don't want to share you with anything else. Even if you are 85% for God. And 15% for something else. God is jealous and he doesn't want you. Why? Because he wants, even if you are 99% for God. And 1% for something else. God is jealous and he wants you 100%. And now, he's look at us. And he searched me, Sorin, you're doing mission. Are you still in the father's house? Maybe I am with my body. But who knows where is my mind and my heart. And this is what God wants from us today. To search our heart and to see where are we in this morning. We can be here. I was so blessed to Bible study. And I encourage you to come to Bible study in this morning. It was the examples that we give, you know. We go in this path of faith. But it's not about us. We have some other young people who they come after. And you know, I received a picture 
my brother Hans has on WhatsApp a picture, and there it was a father with a guitar in the back. And then his little son following him. And the father, also the son has a small guitar in the back, and just follow his father. And says, the father says to the son, watch out, son, where you step. Watch out. And the son says, you watch out, dad, because I will step on your foot. I'm just following you. That is more powerful. Now, during the time that I explain you, my heart is shaking because I have two sons. I can preach the gospel. I can be the next Billy Graham. But my life, it shouts louder than my words. And you know what? They're following me. Everything what I'm doing in my house, everything what I'm doing in public, they will follow me. We can say, watch out. Watch out where you go. Watch out to the school. Watch out. You know what's happening? We have a, a word in Romania. It says that near to a kind of tree, we're going to have another kind of tree in the same family of trees. Ben, my sons, they will follow my steps. And that put me a big burden on my shoulders. And let's watch out. Because those who they come after, they will follow us. You know how the church will look tomorrow? Look at yourself. And this will be the church. How I can come to the church, but still to be lost. Where? In the Father's house. I can preach. I can sing. I can bring my tithing. I can do all kind of stuff. But still, I can be lost. Let me read with you. And I apologize if I read something and I do mistakes with my reading. If we read from verse 25. It says like that. After the young brother came home, it says, Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked, What these things mean? And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry. Watch out, please, and let's see together the attitude of a lost person in the father's house. What are the characteristics of a lost person in the father's house? And the purpose of that is to look to myself. It's so easy to look to others, you know, when they do mistakes. When somebody goes far away from God and they do so big mistakes, oh, it's so easy to criticize that person. But now, we just stop. What about me? What about me? Or maybe you can say, oh, that ceremony was so good for the sister or for the brother, but they are not here. No, just, what about me? When you look at yourself, you don't have time to look to others. And doesn't matter where you come from, who you are. In this passage, we can take something from us. And this is my prayer, to take something for us, for our hearts. And then, this is the attitude and characteristics 
of a lost person in the father's house. He's not far away. He's not going in sin. I don't know what kind of sins he can do. No. He's not a criminal. He's just coming to the... He's staying in the father's house. But still can be lost. He was angry. And will not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father... Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, You are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and he was lost and is found. Around 50 years old, from Europe, a father came to visit his family in the United States. And when he came from Europe... He says, if I stay here, I would like to work something. Do you have something for me to work here? Do I find in this town something to work? And uh, his kid says, yes, dad, we, we can find something. And they try to find, but say, man, he's too old. We don't know if we put him to work here in the States. He's too old to do that. But they found in the newspaper, they found that they need someone at the circus where you, at zoo, at zoo where you take the animals and take them to circus and do all kind of stuff with them. And it was a big zoo over there. And they say, we need a person to work for us at the zoo. Because we had a monkey and the monkey died. But that was the main attraction for the kids. And now nobody comes anymore to the zoo. And we need a person that will take a coat, you know, like a monkey, and just to act. When the old guy said, man, look at me. I'm oh, How can I do that? It's, he feel embarrassed. He said, but if we don't have nothing to do, then I will do that. Nobody knows me because I have that coat and I will be like a monkey. Nobody knows who is behind that coat. And first day, he was sunny outside. He feels so bad. He said, man, to stay at zoo. But the kids were coming and give him bananas, give him food, and he was eating, and start to act like that. He said, man, it's happy. I'm happy now. And he started to do all kind of stuff like monkey, and the kids enjoyed, the parents, everybody was happy. One time, he had a swing, and he just jumped on that swing, and he's just doing like this, and funny, and the kids, yes, yes, look to that monkey. And one time, he just go so hard that he jumped the fence to the other animal. And there, imagine when the tiger came out from the cave. When he saw, he started to shout, help! But in the German language, help! Help! And the, the tiger came closer and he says, shut up because we're going to lose our job. <laughs> you know, many times, many times, we can act like Christians. We can act like Christians and nobody can find out. Just God knows. Just God knows what is in my heart. That's why I told you from the beginning, right now, he's listening 
to our heart because he knows what is inside. Outside, I can act. I can learn how to pray. I can learn how to sing and praise God. Raise up my hands, close my eyes, and nobody knows what's happening. Sometimes even if I stay in the bench and when Brother Mikey goes longer with the sermon, I get falling asleep, but they say, oh, he's praying. He doesn't sleep. <laughs> you know? The idea is we can act like Christians, but still you can be lost in the Father's house. You can be lost. What are the things that take this elder son to be lost, make him to be lost. What are the things that were in his life? Let's take them together and look on the passage. If we look in the verse that we read, he says, verse 28, the passage says that this son, when he came home, he was, how? Angry. I come to the father's house, maybe I take the Lord's Supper, but... Here inside, I'm how? Now when I go to the church, I have two kids. I have a wife. I quickly, quickly take my coat. I'm done. Five minutes, quickly. But I have to wait for somebody else on the mirror. She stays. We don't give names because we don't want to give names. <laughs> but she stays and do stuff. I know that some, it's, she has to do the hard work. She has to prepare the food, set the table, clean out. But it's okay. I don't want to say too many because she will be so proud then. It's okay like that. But when she's coming and it's late, you have to be to the church and say, your heart is becoming angry. What's going on? We miss. And you come to the Father's house to worship. With what kind of attitude? Angry. And then we take the Lord's Supper. Everything is like brand new. But it's not like that. Because the root of this anger start to bring fruits. Start to bring fruits. And from anger, you can do many things. Many things when you are angry. There are news at TV. They shot. They kill. They beat. Why? I was anger. I was anger. This attitude of a lost son... In the father's house. He had anger in his heart. May God search our heart today. And if we find out some things that God doesn't like it. We can just bow down our heads and say, Lord, here am I. Here am I. Many years I had this kind of attitude. But Lord, you know what? If I'm here through Jesus' blood. Everything is possible. You can wash away this anger attitude. The second thing, if you look in the passage, he was anger. If we look to the verse 29, it was a party there going on. And now is the lost prodigal son. He came home. He says, what's happening? You gave him and you caught animals and now it's a party. But for me, no. He was jealous. He was jealous. So easy to be jealous on someone. Uh, you, you miss, some of you miss last night. We had a very good time. And if you look to brother John Garrison, he acts so good. He was G. And start to sing. And stuff. Sometimes when you look at his voice, the way how he interprets that, you're going to become jealous. I would like to sing like her. 
Who th she think that she is is just staying and doing like I can't do it. And we start to become jealous for the little things. You never imagine the things that comes in our heart and we start to be jealous. Oh. I will give example just Brother John because not going to get upset on me. He changed his truck. Oh, mine is old. I will change mine also. And we start to be jealous. And jealousy start to bring, to take roots in our heart. And that can make us, even if we stay together here, we can stay near on the same bench, but I'm jealous on my brother. And that's not a good attitude. And I can be lost from the fellowship, from everything what's happening in the church on that time. I'm out. I'm not in. And the purpose that I come to the church is to be one. One body, one heart. And I can't be, I can't fit there. Why? Because I come with this attitude of jealousy. If we look back, he says, I serve like a slave. If we look in the passage, the verse 29. Like a slave I served so many years. And you didn't give me nothing. Didn't give me nothing. He said, when your son came, you start to do something for him. He, this elder son feel rejected. He feel rejected. When you feel rejected, you reject others. When you feel rejected. I nobody called me that there is a fun, food, and fellowship. I am rejected. What? I don't come anymore to the church. I don't do that. This is what happens to our heart. To feel rejected. Take part. Be part. And I like somebody came to me and says, I want to find my part in this church. I want to do something for God. And I want... That is very good, you know? It's very easy to stay on the bench and just to be the one who take the account, you know, and see, keep the score. What it was, what it was bad, what it was good, but you don't do nothing. It's like the American football when you watch TV. How who kick would miss? It's like you could do better, you know? We are good when we stay out Nothing, we're doing nothing, we just keep the score. Oh, again they mess. Look what they do. Oh, that son it was a mess. Didn't go. No. And somebody teach me, everything what you do for God, if it's a mess at the end or it's good, let him to take the glory. And also, it didn't work because it's not about me. And coming here, not to show off who I am. It's about him. And I would like that each one of us to be a vessel. A vessel that God can use us. Small things. Small things can be very, very important in God's kingdom. Just the small things. You say, I'll stay to the door and just welcome the others. What is that? Yeah. Brother John can fit in others because he's a... Look, hey, come on, let's smile. When you see that, just from the beginning, then you feel welcome. You know, you feel welcome. And just small things can be so wonderful things. And you work for expanding God's kingdom. And you do something for God. It's not about us. 
The question for us today, what am I doing to expand God's kingdom? How do I participate to the program when I come here to fellowship? That fellowship, it's a Greek language that means that we have all together things. It's like in the business. If I want to start a business with Brother Mike, I bring something and he can bring it. It's koinonia. This is what they call it. Koinonia. And they say, I bring something and I put together for this business and he will bring that. What united us, it's the business thing. We have something in common together. What do we have in common that we come over here? It's Jesus. What do we do for him? This is a question. And sometimes it's a burden because I don't do enough. If you start to do something for Christ, there are so many things that you don't have time to rest. That you don't have time to rest. This is now, from, from January last year until now, this is the only time that I'm with all four of my family. We, we are together, but we didn't have a time like family. And this is the only time that we have. There are so many things. This is not good. This is not good. And this is, I always tell to myself, it's not good because I invest in other kids, but I lose mine. I lose mine. And uh, I praise God for this time that we are together. And I try to take them with me wherever I go, that we're going to be together like family. Every time you cannot love your brother, he hates his brother. You know, he says, look, another attitude that you can have. You hate unforgiving. He couldn't forgive. Look what he did. He spent all your money. Look what he did. Look at him. I hate him. And now when he come home, look what you do for him. He couldn't forgive. Unforgiving attitude can characterize a lost person in the father's house. Don't forgive. You know why you don't forgive? Because you didn't experience what it means to be forgiven. When you experience what God did in your life, then you say, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And I'm not more worthy than my brother and my sister because I know where God took me from. When you don't look to your life and you don't see yourself a sinner, someone that goes far away from God, if I don't see myself sick, I don't need for a doctor. That's why we come here. Because we need him. We can't do it without him. And Jesus says, you can't do nothing in this world without me. That's why we come here. And we spend this time. And my prayer is, when we go out to this door, just to search our heart. Where I am, Lord? Do I forgive? You know, we pray. Lord's prayer, what he says. And forgives our sins as we Sometimes can be a curse. We know why. Because we don't forgive others. And we curse ourselves when we say that prayer. That's why we have to watch ourselves. And I say to myself, because it's hard, you know. I don't know what they did to you. I don't know what. But I need to forgive. Why? Because I'm forgiven. I experienced that power to be forgiven for all of my sins. All past, 
present and the future. This is what Christ promised me. I don't know how old are you, but just make a accountability quickly. We are not good, and I told that last time, we are not good with math stuff. But we can remember the day, the place, and the person who did something wrong to us. I remember Brother Mike, now five years ago in January 25, he acted so mean to me. He was so mean to me. I can't forgive him. And we remember all those things, you know. But sometimes it's so hard to remember the passage that we learn something today, Sunday at the church. And we remember all the bad and ugly stuff because we have unforgiving heart. Why? Because we need to experience what is meant to be forgiven. Maybe you are here in this morning and you can't forgive. You can just bow down and say, Lord, I want to experience your forgiveness. I don't want to lie myself. Coming to the church so many years, 40, 50, and I tell to the church to bod, maybe we are 50 years old and we are in the, on faith, maybe 30 years, 20 years since we received Christ, but we still wear diapers. Christians, we are not grow. We are still like a baby, and we act like a baby. I don't know what Brother Mike did because he didn't announce me. He didn't did that. He didn't that. He can't know everything, you know. And being a pastor, you handle with a lot of people, and you never satisfy each one of them. Always, we never know what's in the pastor's heart. He can't share with you the problems that they are in the church. He can. There are so many things, and sometimes we take them with us in our bed. We sleep with their problems and we wake up with their problems. But we act like a baby. Oh, he did that. I'm not going to go to the church. I'm not going to do that. Let's experience a forgiver, to be a forgiver, someone who forgive the brother and sister. Why? Because someone forgive me so many times. If I have 20 years since I'm, I'm 20 years old, let's take a young boy. 20 years old. How many sins do I do in one day? And multiply with how, one, how many days they are in one year. And multiply with your age. See how many sins we do? And the Bible says, even if you don't act and somebody sees your sins, just if you think, or if there are good things that you don't do it, it's like a sin. If you know to do it good, if you don't do it, it's like a sin. And imagine how many sins we do 20 years old, 30 years old. But you know what? Jesus' promise is not my word. And everything what Jesus says is yes and amen. He promised that every sin is forgiven. And I'm here because I'm forgiven. I would like you to experience. Have you experienced this forgiveness, Christ's forgiveness in your heart? If not, would you like to experience it now? If you experience, you have what to offer. It's a supernatural thing. It's, I don't want to be on your shoes. I don't know what you experience between, among you. I don't know. But you say, it's, I can't do it. I know, you can't do it. It's a supernatural power. If you treat it with a natural power, you have a natural result. But it's a supernatural power that this power comes in you and 
allows you to offer others with this supernatural power forgiveness. It's hard. It's hard to do that. This is what is meant to be lost. And you know where? Right there in the father's house. You could see the last person, the young guy, he just go far away from the father's house. And it's easy to see him. It's easy to identify him. Look what he did, where he goes, yes. But at the end, with whom would you like to look like? With that that he came back home, asked forgiveness, or with that one who stays in the father's house, he didn't recognize, he didn't never look to himself, he looks to the others, he comes with the rejection, unforgiveness, he comes to the father with the words that he didn't, Show respect to his father. He says, you never did that to me. He act like that. Son, come in. Let's rejoice. No. I don't want to see you anymore. Look what you did. This is the attitude that we have. And self-righteousness. I serve you. I did that for you. I come every Sunday. I give my tithing. Look, who am I? But still... You can be lost. You can be lost. Because you're going to show off what you do for God. What you do for God. And you know what? Everything. What we are. What we have. Belongs to him. We don't have something to show off. If I'm here today. It's because God gave me help. And I can stay in front of you. God helped me. To abuse your beautiful English language now to talk to you and understand me. But everything what I am is because of him. I would like you today, just to each one of us, to think to our self. Search our hearts and say, Lord, we stay in front of a God that he knows everything. Everything is open in front of you. You know everything, Lord. I can't hide. And the psalm says, if I'm going to take a racket and go over the sky, here you are. You are there. I cannot hide from your face. If I go to the deepest water, you're there also. To the end of the world, you are there. Why? Because you created it. I'm yours. And your eyes, it's over me. Every moment. Every moment. You're watching me. Now we can go home as we came. Or we can go home change. To say, Lord, here am I. You know that I identify myself over here. You know me. I can't forgive. You know my attitude. Many times I come to the church and I bring the self-righteousness that I do this, I do this. Oh, I am somebody. I am nothing, Lord. I don't have what to offer to others if you are not in me. May God bless you. And until he comes, he's the one who takes all the glory from our lives. Amen.